0: thanks for listening to the stimulate run podcast if you like what you hear remember to subscribe leave a rating and a review if you would like to get in touch or have future guest suggestions please make contact via email or slide into dms on any of the social channels here's your host erwin with this episode's guest
1: Welcome, everybody, to episode six, and we just discovered we actually
2: haven't spoken in, uh, since the Gold Coast cancellation announcement, so this episode just took a quick turn in the last 15 minutes, so strap yourselves in, it might get a bit interesting, because we haven't spoken about our reaction to cancellation. We we all last caught up just before we were about, uh, well, Jules and I were going to fly to the Gold Coast, and then... Yeah, preparing for race week and things change rapidly within 48 hours so here we go darwood do you want to tell us what's been going on and yeah planning for Bimber lake and wrap it all up
1: yeah hey hey how are you guys Um good to catch up again um hey darwood hey hey jules
3: hey darwood how
1: are you, hey, you guys bye darwood bye Dawood. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, first of all, um, oh, I was gutted for you guys when um, Gold Coast got cancelled. Like, uh, obviously, all of us put in a lot of hard work, and you guys especially were a week or two weeks out last time we spoke. Um, yeah. So, yeah, gutted for you guys, but um, I still had a couple of weeks to go. So today's two weeks to go to Bibra Lake. So, um, yeah. It's been it's been a tough six weeks. Um, The first five weeks after we last recorded, I had five awesome weeks. I was in the 80Ks for four of those five weeks, and then I had a 50K week, and then the wheels started coming off a little bit. Um, Started having some calf issues, and then with the calf issues came sore knees, and with the sore knees, I'm not sure if it's shin splints or what it is, but... Yeah, the last two weeks has been a sixteen K and an eighteen K week, which is not ideal. Three weeks out from a, my first attempt at finishing a marathon, but um yeah, trying to stay positive and trying to keep keep going. But we'll we'll see what the doctor and the stuff says tomorrow. Um, I think I'm gonna try and go get a scan. My gut something, my gut feeling just tells me something isn't right. It's more it's more than just saw calves or shin splints. So um, we'll see see what, how this week goes. But um, I'm still pushing and I'm still aiming to run Bebra Lake. Um, Going to give it all I got and see how we go from there. Um, yeah, but in the, in the last month, I did a few sort of race sim- or one big race simulation. So I did a half marathon with what I was planning to do on race day. So I did... Wake up the race day time, had my race day breakfast, race day nutrition, and it went pretty well. Um, probably a bit faster than I wanted to on the day, but um, yeah, it's just a bit of excitement trying the new shoes and realizing that it was getting pretty close and the body was still holding up by then. But yeah, it's, it's been the last two weeks have been tough, but other than that, I've, I've had a great month leading up to that. Um, yeah, and that just did a few my longest two runs ever. I did a thirty-two k and a twenty-nine k, and I felt great after both those runs. Um, didn't have um didn't have any issues with that. Um, felt good after the thirty-two k run on the Sunday. The legs were a bit tired at the end of the big week, but um, no, the body was holding holding up. Um. Yeah, what else? Oh tried on the on my race simulation day I tried out the new AS6 magic speed and well can't recommend them highly enough. Um as a novice. Trying on a sort of plate to shoot for the first time and going for a run. Yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed it. I definitely feel it's a good shoe, it's the right shoe for me. So yeah, hopefully the body can hang in there for the next two weeks and we make it to the starting line. But, um yeah, other than that, I've, I've been going well. Uh, trying to stay positive.
0: So, when are you when
1: you say you're a bit, like,
0: you know, what's going on, are you thinking maybe a stress reaction or stress fracture or what's your gut instinct telling you?
1: I think so. It was, like, t- probably three weeks ago when I went to the physio first time and I sort of explained to him what was what was going on. He said, oh, I don't think it's your calves. I think you might just have really bad shin splints because that's after my biggest week yet, which was like an 87K week. And he said, oh, I think the way what you're describing, I think it might be shin splints, but we'll keep working on your calves. And so we did the calves. Then I felt good for a week and then when I went for another long run, and it's just just like a, a dull ache sort of in the back, front of my calf, back of my shin area. So yeah. And then I just like last night I was lying in bed and my um my calf, the back of the front of my calf, back of my shin was just achy the whole night. And you know, something just doesn't feel right. Um so I'll try Does it or... get
0: so if you run on it, sorry to interrupt. That yep. seems to be my thing. If you run on it, does it get like does the pain increase, or does it stay the same, or
1: what's is it worse with rest? No. So like I had like pretty much two weeks where I almost didn't run at all, and then last Saturday I went out for a run, and I got seven k's in, and I had to stop and walk back to the car, and my leg and my knee was just aching that I actually had to stop, and I walked back to the car, and then I gave it a week. Friday morning I felt alright it didn't feel too bad but then yesterday morning I was meant to do an hour and a half and after 30 minutes I pulled the pin and sort of hobbled back to the car after that so it's definitely sort of the upper half of my shin half problem yeah it's just it's either just really bad shin splints or I think it might be some sort of stress related thing Um, I'll see how I go I'm trying to get in Get a scan or echo or something tomorrow or Tuesday and see how we go. I'll just and, take the load off it now. i just. Yeah. I'm
2: getting on the bike, like, and yeah, it it does sound like a stress related issue though. Um, yeah. Was there the top, was there a little knee incident as well though? Like, yeah, we've spoken about this. About
1: a couple of weeks I ran touch at rugby, and bloody twisted my knee, and then all of a sudden I had. A bit of inflammation behind my left knee, so I was on the anti-inflammatories for a couple of days for that. And yeah, it's just I'm not sure. Just I'm not sure if the sore calves and then the sore knee, if it all just relates back to some sort of stress-related injury in my leg, and the calf and the knee is just byproducts of that. I'm not sure. Um, I'll try and figure it out this week, hopefully
3: was it something that just like happened straight away david or was it like a could you feel like a gradual sort of breakdown
1: um, uh, sort in of that a, area it sort of felt gradual and i thought it was my calves and then i'm yep. just every night on the massage gun and stretching and then i went to the physio the first time and he worked like, on my three times i went to the physio and i always just thought it was my calf yep but it, it kept getting not getting worse but it. It just never got better
3: either. Yeah, and as it like, and does the pain like, like, is the pain worse, like, or is it just the same?
1: Oh, it gets a bit worse as the run progresses.
3: Um, Because yeah, I I tend to agree with Irwin on this one. I'd literally just for the next two weeks, I'd just wrap myself in cotton wool, and um, get off the legs, jump on the bike, or just get treatment. Yeah. Yeah. Because
2: the other thing is, you also have this amazing ability to hurt so for you to identify this i dare say somebody else might have p- picked this up weeks ago right like yeah just just trying running with you and knowing you even through your rugby days you have the ability to to really go through some pain um so you got a high threshold yeah that's why like you know if you i think we even spoke on friday or something and said. You could turn up on race day and go through a ridiculous hurt, but you'd be able to do it. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's like guys saying, deload. But at the same time, if there's an actual issue, you don't want to do that. Like, yeah, because you've had a massive it. year. Like, I just had a look. You've done 1,600K. Like,
1: yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's been a big Well, for me, it was, anyway.
2: Yeah, and, like, you put a lot of, we've all done our first marathon, and, like the pressure that comes with on yourself, like no one else puts pressure on you, but like the other two guys would be able to agree that your internal, I know that you don't have, like people say, oh, this is your first marathon, got nothing to lose, but you still put pressure on yourself, right? Like you, yeah, no definitely. one wants to go out there and not perform.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and that's probably what's my, my, to my detriment this time is just that, I am usually pretty good with coping with pain. Where when it started playing up three weeks or four weeks ago, I should have just had it looked at properly back then. Where I sort of thought, "Now push through, go to the physio," and it's probably coming back to bite me a bit. But um, like I said, I'm in my mind. I'm still going out there in two weeks' time, or in two weeks' time this time, I'll be heading on the couch. But um. I'm still going out there in my mind to run the race and do the best of my ability, stick to our original plan and our original goal. Um, I don't want to start thinking of changing things because it, it's not a not a good headspace I want to be in. So in my mind, depending on what happens tomorrow or Tuesday when I can get in, I'm still turning up on the 29th and giving it a red-hot track. Oh, like in terms of... Doing the training,
2: and again, from another person to say this, it's easy for them to say. But you, you did your long runs. You were putting weeks together. So now, like, if you just keep ticking over on a bike, like yeah, yeah. you're going to be aerobically okay. It, but again, for someone else to say that, that's easy. You know, like the, the person themselves need to. Um, and once you get to a race, completely different story. So. Yeah, I think, and like we said it just before, it's your first one. This is such a learning experience for you. Yeah, that you pretty much bank it, celebrate it, because regardless of whatever happens, you still celebrate it because you bloody deserve it.
1: Yeah, take the wins where you can get them. Yeah. But um, yeah, on a positive note, like in the last couple of weeks, I've done that race simulation and I've worked out what my race day nutrition is going to be. And I think need to change one or two minor things so i think i've got my race day nutrition sewn up Um, i feel comfortable with what i'm doing there um i have touch wood i haven't been sick at all this year i've been going through bloody multivitamins like it's no one's business (laughs) so (laughs) i'm trying to stay healthy as soon as the kids sound a bit snotty i'm like that's it you're on your own um yeah so i i feel good I've, i've got myself in a good space except for this bloody left leg of mine so um, no it's good it's it's good it, it'll be alright
3: so good attitude
0: I think yeah no I'm like if you can get to the start line you'll give it a red hot go so fingers crossed
1: no thanks Jules I'll I'll see it. like I said in my head I'm showing up on the 29th and we'll go from there Plenty of beers after. Plenty of beers. Yeah, that's actually what a guy, JC, said to me last week. He's like, oh, are you going to go out for a few beers after? And I said, I'm not really sure. He's like, oh, mate, whether you have six beers after the race or you go straight home, you're going to hurt on the Monday. So you might as well (laughs) hurt with a bit of hangover. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Enjoy the experience because you're going to hurt either way. So whether you go out for a few beers after is not going to make a difference.
2: I'll send a message out tonight then to him. He'll be keen. <laughs> Any excuse he'll need after a marathon will be easy. Yeah. You guys have got the players like up tonight before too, so that's yeah, the a...
1: players the night before as well. So I'll take it easy then. I've already said no to all the pre-day, the pre-game catch-ups with all the other lads. I've already declined all of those invitations. I'll just take the go with the family and have a good night out and straight home.
2: Yeah, based on last year, I've just ruled it out all together, and I'm just going to stay home.
0: Good call. <laughs> yeah. There's always another rugby game.
2: Oh, yeah, and it took me about two months to come good, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, Jules. Hi, Jules. Yep.
0: hi, hi.
2: Well. Nobody else wants to say hi to Jules? No, hey, Jules. it's okay.
0: I'm like, hi, Guy. Hi. <laughs> hey, hi, Jules. Hey, what's hi.
2: happening? Hey, hey. I'm yep. um, Well.
0: Yeah, so um, I – well, I said to you guys earlier this could read a bit like a Dear Diary entry. Um, It's been um, a fucking shit show if we're being completely honest. So, yeah, Gold Coast, no Gold Coast. Um, Anyway, I think uh, when it was evident, Gold Coast definitely was going ahead. Um, I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll – Transfer my energy to Perth Marathon, which was originally announced for oh, I think it was about the 10th of October. Um, I was like, sweet, I've trained my ass off, but sorry, right. I I'll have a couple of down weeks and then um, get back into training. Um, Perth Half, which was the first um, of August, so that was two two weeks ago. Oh, what did it say? I don't know what two two weeks ago. Um, and I was like, yeah, and then I'll just crack on and um, Perth Marathon. You know, have a crack at 85-minute half marathon and then um, onwards and upwards. Anyway, well, great to have a goal, but um, that doesn't always go to plan because, yeah, everything pretty much it, it, it just went to shit. Like it literally went to shit. So um, I got... Uh, I think I messaged Tina on a, like a session. I had it was school holidays. So I had the kids, but I got out for a session. I was like, messenger, her. I so, said, "Oh, you know, I think my iron levels. I need to check them. I'm feeling really dizzy. Um, the perceived effort in my run is just not matching with what the pace is." Um, so I made a doctor's appointment for the Friday. That was on Tuesday. Anyway, um, I got to Friday, and uh, yeah, well. I end up with influenza. So, um, like, we're not talking man flu, we're talking proper flu here. Sorry, boys. Uh, and, um, but I also had a blood test. So, uh, yeah, I end up with a flu and that, like, completely fucked me over. Like, I have not been that sick in about 10 years. Um, I was, like, proper sick. Like, I literally couldn't run. I couldn't get out of bed. Like, I, I, and, you know, as a mum, that's pretty it's debilitating and it just it doesn't work it's not how life is meant to roll but I um yeah couldn't do anything about it. it was what it was and then while I um was like on my deathbed with the flu I found that my iron levels were probably the lowest they'd been ever so um my iron and ferritin um were both five which if anyone has any medical knowledge of Iron levels, um, yeah, it's pretty fucking low. That's not really conducive with um, normal day-to-day living, let alone trying to train for a marathon. Um, So I fortunately was able to book in for an iron infusion ASAP after that. Um, So I had an iron infusion almost three weeks ago. Um, And then I, yeah, because when you're down, you're down. So then I got fucking tonsillitis. So it was just like... Like, um, yeah, I mean, a shit show, that sums it up. It's been terrible. Like, I I just had to, you know, put everything on hold. Um, Running is my life. Like, it's such a big part of it. And to not be able to do that, it was really, um, like, I can look back now, you know, my iron infusion has finally kicked in. Um, Only probably only maybe two or three days ago, I'm starting to feel much better i'm obviously in good physical health um finished course of antibiotics um i stupidly ran perth half uh, as a training run Uh, yeah that was an idiot like thing to do i shouldn't have i should have just like sucked it up and gone okay yeah i'm not gonna run but you know fomo it's like it's real and so i ran and it was the weather like and we'll attest to it It was fucking shit. Like, that's one of the worst race conditions we've ever had. Well, I think. So, you know, I'd gain nothing from it, end up on antibiotics the next day with a tonsil, like, out, you know, for everyone to see. Like, it just... Anyway, I'm whinging. But it's legit. And I, I then got to the stage where... Um. A couple of weeks ago, I was running with Tina, and I I said to her, I was like, I can't run a marathon in eight weeks' time. You know, like I'm not, I'm I'm struggling. I'm really struggling. I can't. Um, I can run a marathon. I can jog. I could do a three thirty marathon. You know, in you know, no disrespect to a three thirty marathon, but you know, I ran a 259 12 months ago. So, for me, running half an hour slow and that is achievable, but there's no way I could line up on the perth uh, marathon is now on the seventeenth of October. I couldn't line up on that um, on that day and like race it. I can't. like and I, I cried for two days straight. like I'm not joking. I actually was holding back tears the whole run, got home, sobbed my eyes out. I literally burst into tears whenever someone asked me, how I was, um, I was not good. Like I, I. This is probably a little bit of a um, mental health um, blower as well. Sorry, to detract from the running guys, but um, I, I was really struggling, and it wasn't until I can look back now and realize how much I was struggling. Um, anyway, that that yeah. Wow, that's a dear diary entry. Um, I'm good now, so I'm, I'm not doing, um, marathon. I'm not entering any races. Um, I managed to put together, I just checked before I ran 96 K's this week, but there was no structure to it. I'm really enjoying putting my running shoes on and getting out the door and running whatever the hell I feel like. When I want to work for me is uh, hectic. So I, and you know, my kids. So running at the moment is always a priority, but whatever I can do is a bonus. Um, Yeah. So that's my month or month and a bit. Sorry, guys. To like, bleh.
2: (laughs) Oh, like that. Yeah honestly like round of applause for the honesty because there's so many people that wouldn't be that honest and for you to just identify it and actually because you know you're you're such a headstrong person and like that's a strength of yours um so to be able to actually read that play and go well nobody's going to benefit out of this you know let alone you but also the girls to be going through that um like yeah congratulations i I think like Uh... to, to make that call and I know how much running means to you and it's not just running and it's not just the PBs and medals, it's, it is life. And, um, yeah. So that's why straight away when you told us, I was like, well, can you, you're still staying on because you like you, yeah, it means a lot to us to have you on. And, um, the listeners love hearing from you because you are, you are who you are. Like you don't make stuff up and if it is bad, it's bad. And, um, yeah, like you've had a huge year, Jules, like I was even thinking today that you won a 50k at just in the middle of summer.
0: Yeah. Like, well, that's like my like <laughs> current claim to fame anyway.
2: But, you yeah. know, like and everything else it's gone with like yeah, you've you've had a massive year and that's building off almost this time last year.
0: Yeah, thanks. I Joe you know what I think what probably um one of the biggest things that got me was that you know we did a 16 week um program for gold coast and this is not detracting from anyone else that trained for that event like you know everyone was invested into it so i'm just one of uh you know a, a big number of people that had to go through the disappointment of not having that race go ahead but um for me you know it's, as i'm not like riding a wave or anything or like Blowing my horn, but you know I'm a single mum. I um I don't take anything that I do for granted. Like uh, you know every run I get in, especially when I have my kids with me, um so which is fifty percent of the time, I'm fucking grateful. So I for those sixteen weeks I sacrificed a lot. Like the kids, you know they know how important running is to me, but you know they still I'm not present for them a hundred percent of the time because I'm out running. Uh, my family you don't see me as much my social life suffers yeah you know there's there's sacrifices and everyone makes those same sacrifices my coach Tina she is an amazing woman I cannot speak highly enough of her and she gives so much to me like so much more than any coach ever like should or could or would and then You know, you you invest everything into it and then, like, I almost feel a little percentage of what the last year's Olympians felt when Tokyo got pulled from them. It's just that, like, that disappointment. It's like, fuck, I've invested so much into this. And then it doesn't go ahead. Anyway, you know, life goes on and um, hindsight is a beautiful thing and, you, you know, it's all a journey and, it's not all about race day, although that's what we're training for. But, yeah, I just have to take it. It is what it is. And um, there will be other races. I've already got some goals set forward. I'll do the 50K again next year. That's probably my next big race. Um, but until then, I'm just going to fucking enjoy the process and um, remember why I do it. Yeah. And I think that was one of your questions. Why do we do it, Erwin? Is that what? Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. One of the um, we What's got a listener question why? we asked for them. This is ages ago, and it was, "What's your why?" So if you want to answer it now, then go for it. Okay, well, you pretty yeah, much my, just did, but I yeah.
0: did. Yeah, my why. Well, I mean, like, I've got a couple of whys. Uh, one, my mum who um, uh, took her in life um, six and a half. Just yeah, Christmas Day, two thousand and. 14 so that's a big why like I I run for her I run for me I run for my mental health um and it's that's really important my kids are another why um I feel like I'm a good role model well (laughs) apart from how much I swear I feel like I'm a good role model to them um setting a good example and um at the end of the day I do it because it makes me feel good like inside I don't think for anything else but the inside and that's that's
2: my why yeah nice and like you just reminded me even of gold coast again you know it's such a blur that like i remember going to the track and you were doing 20 plus 400s like not again to, you know to bring it i'm not throwing salt in the wind again but
1: you right, know so right. were
2: so on and there'll be yeah. so many people around the country that are in the same position and
0: exactly you know, so it's not just me
2: yeah. And people that recently reloaded for Sunshine Coast, um, you know, they got the rug pulled out again and you sit there and go, man, it's yeah, it's just something that I suppose we'll talk about in 10 years time and go, oh, remember that thing? Maybe yeah, I, I or is like hope it's, yeah. well,
0: you know, COVID is this a real thing? as like, do you train for events and know that they might not go ahead? Is that how it rolls, or like, is this the world we now live in? Who knows? Well, I guess you have to like look outside of just racing, and that's another like, what's your why? Why yeah, do you do this?
2: And I kind of wrote this down. We we're talking about it on the run today that like you almost have to go into a race now or into a massive build thinking okay, what am I going to learn about myself without the race happening? And like this time can't define you because we've seen the week before a race it can get cancelled. So try and take something or a lot of things out of that build-up that you've learnt and you can then go, okay, well, next time around, I know that I can do this. I know that I can do a long run after a session the day before. And, you know, the things that you almost – sat on the safety side of and thought, oh, no, I need to take a rest day because this is, you know, I've been going too long. And, yeah, those little learnings, I think you have to really put them as markers if your race does get cancelled because
0: it is so
2: easy to just go, oh, yeah, right, I didn't get anything out of that. But I don't think you get nothing out of something as significant as what we do. No. No. But, you know,
0: you do have to – the race is great to record PBs and walk away and get the kudos for it. But I think the journey is – and, like, it's fucking cliche, but the journey is as important as the destination. Anyway, that's me out. Thanks for listening to my dribble.
2: Dear diary, closed.
0: Yeah, done. We're worry.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, unless Guy and would have any questions for you, then – No, I
1: just – no, I Good on you, Jules. All of a sudden, my buddy, sore leg. It's just like, and it's like, I don't want to use your misfortune as a. As you a can positive, if you want. Put a positive spin on it. It puts things in a bit of perspective as well. Like, I'm down in the dumps, but all I've got is a sore leg. Like you, you, sometimes you just have to stand back and take a look at the bigger picture. And good on you for, for realizing that you. You needed to just stop and pause and reset and all the best for your 50K. Can't wait to see what comes next. Thanks. Back.
0: Thanks. Hashtag no pressure. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Thanks, David.
3: Yeah, just from my side, Jules, and I'll go into it a little bit later, but yeah, um, I just think your message that you sent through to us uh, last week or the week before, like really put things into perspective for me um and made me almost take um a bit of a uh, a um like sit back and have a look at where i'm i'm at you know and help me clarify a lot of decisions that i've made um for the next six to eight months as well so yeah big kudos and thank you for that
0: you're welcome happy to help (laughs) (laughs) all right am i passing the button to you now guy
2: it is uh, i think i put it on our agenda it. guys time
3: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. all right
0: go. drum roll <laughs>
3: into it so um yeah as as everyone's alluded to the last time we spoke was a week before um gold coast marathon and we recorded on the sunday and monday rolled round and borders were closed and races were cancelled and yeah it was just an absolute um uh as in the infamous words of Jules it was an absolute shit show and yeah just it really really knocked me um from a mental point of view i just i felt almost a bit disappointed or let down i was quite angry about the whole situation but you know it's um you can't really you got to learn to just um drop things that you don't really have the control over so um I suppose one positive that did come out of it, uh, Aaron and I had, um, we had already entered into the Kakoda Challenge, uh, which was uh, to be run two weeks after the um, the Gold Coast Marathon. And um, so immediately, once I'd got over the anger and the d- disappointment of Gold Coast Marathon, the um, focus shifted to. To the Kokoda Challenge. Um, for anybody that doesn't know what the Kokoda Challenge is, it's uh, um, it's a 96-kilometer trail m- marathon um, that's run through the, ori- originally it was done in, in PNG, um, but at the moment, or because of travel and that, they've put on some, some races through the hinterland in Brisbane um, and on the Gold Coast, and yeah we did the one on the gold coast which kind of went through Springbrook and and a couple of the the national parks up here um so our our original goal time um for our team it's a team of four um we were planning on doing around 20 hours um so we start at 7 a.m on the saturday morning and you had th- 39 hours to finish, so I think that's 10 p.m. on the Sunday night. Um, but we were planning to try and finish it in under 20 hours. Um, so anyway, we had we had done a few trail runs over the 12 weeks leading into Gold Coast Marathon, obviously. Anyway, and our plan was to every single incline, no matter how steep it was, was to walk. And then um, downhills and flats we, we were going to try and jog as much as we can um so now the premise of the whole run is over the 96 kilometers there's 13 checkpoints that you have to go through obviously and you get scanned through
4: um,
3: from when the first person in your team goes through the checkpoint the last person in your team so all four members have to go in within a minute um, of that first scan if it doesn't happen the first time you get a warning and then the second time i think it's automatic disqualification so they try and encourage you to stick together uh, work work as a team and you know constantly constantly encouraging each other so anyway we um yeah we took off at 7 a.m in the morning um, and plan was to walk every single incline and it was amazing to see how many people get caught up in the in the race day sort of adrenaline and as that as the gun went off at the start people are just taking off and sprinting and you'd swear it was it was like your local 5k park run uh, with the amount of runners that were that were um, going out guns blazing. Um, anyway we, we just stuck to our to our plan and slowly started picking off the teams. Um, there were there were a few dark moments, especially going up the hills um, where we're walking with poles and you're carrying your pack and going through all these checkpoints. And of the 13 checkpoints, four of them were um, support. Uh, you you were allowed, allowed a lot of support crew. So we had um, Tim and Sandy, which a lot of listeners might know, Sandy from the, the Longest Road to podca- uh, Comrades podcast, um, and her husband, Tim, and then Erin's mom, Sue, Um, he's also an avid listener, joined us, joined the support team. So at four of these, um, checkpoints, we, we refueled our water packs, um, had some food, uh, sat down for 15 minutes or so, changed shoes if we wanted to, um, uh, changed t-shirts or shorts, whatever we needed. Um, yeah, so it was, it was an, uh, Probably one of the most enjoyable experiences I've ever done. I absolutely loved every single minute of it. Um, we did, although our goal was to try and do it in twenty hours. We did end up doing it in sixteen hours and forty minutes, um, so about three hours, three hours, um, three hours and twenty minutes quicker than what we were than what we were expecting. Um, we ended up coming the fifth place team overall, um, but. The winners did do it in 11 hours 11 hours and 59 minutes, so they did have a couple of hours on us there. Um, we were the second-place mixed team as well. Um, where, however, the first-place mixed team came in, I think, over an hour ahead of us. Um, but, yeah, just during the day, I mean, I think at the, the second support, Uh, third support uh, crew checkpoint which I think was about the eighth or ninth one during the day Um, it was at the start of army land which was about 60 kilometers into the race and it was about half past five in the afternoon so it started getting cold and windy and dark and um, Tim had cooked up some bourrevos rolls the night before and I think I smashed about four of them um, which is probably the most it's the most delicious beautiful rolls I've ever had in my life. It was just absolute lifesaver. Um, Tim had fresh coffee brew, brewing every single stop that we saw him. Um one of the funny one, one of the funny things that happened on the day was um Indy, who is um, uh, part part of our team, uh, the other cup couple, Indy and Rad, Indy and Aaron are very similar in like heart and 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 shoe size and they actually had exactly the same pair of new balance trail shoes and um at the one checkpoint indy changed her shoes and puts on a new balance like these new balance trail shoes and off she goes and she's like oh my god my feet feel feel amazing (laughs) so the whole way between that checkpoint and the next supported checkpoint which is what i think 18k she's just saying to erin listen At the next checkpoint you've got to change your shoes like these it's amazing like it's absolutely life-changing so we get to the lot and now this is the last supported checkpoint before um before the finish so it's probably about 30 oh no maybe 20 odd k's before the finish and um erin's been in the same pair of shoes the whole day and um so she says to sue her mom because we had like for each stop we had packed a bag so we knew that. At checkpoint six, this is what we were going to have, and it was that bag. And so she says to Sue, like, please, can you get my New Balance shoes? I'm going to change that. I'm going to change the socks and T-shirt. And and Sue is having an absolute panic because she just can't find these shoes. Like there's – she's like, Erin, are you sure you packed them? She's like, yes, I packed them, and now it's, it's absolute chaos because now all all seven of us are trying to look for Erin's shoes and we're turning Tim's car upside down. And, and then – Indy Indy says, but hang on, Erin, we have the same shoes. So she looks through her containers and realizes that her shoes are in the container and she'd been wearing Erin's shoes for the last 18 kilometers. Um, Yeah, so that was obviously panic stations averted, but it was quite a little funny chuckle that we had at at, um, 70-odd Ks, which was quite cool. Um, But yeah, and then... At 1 p.m., um, they started the the 48-kilometer race. So, by the time we got into the night, so seven, eight, nine o'clock at night, we had started catching some of the 48-kilometer teams, um, and <laughs> it's you, you almost feel like this elite runner because as you're starting to run past them, they just they have this the shot. That just keeps echoing down the line. And they're like, it's runners coming past runners. And it's all like, woohoo, runners, keep going. You guys are amazing. <laughs> I really, really felt like I was um, I was this elite trail runner. So it was that was quite good for my ego. Um and then, yeah, at the last, what is it? The sorry, the 12th checkpoint. So it's checkpoint 12, 13, and then finish. Um, we actually caught one of the 96-kilometer teams that had been ahead of us the whole day. And at this stage, I think everybody was starting to flag, like we were just wanting to just finish, which was eight kilometers to go. And um, that was all the the sort of competitive inspiration that I needed because from then I became like a, I almost went full metal jacket on everyone in my team I was like (laughs) I was like this is not happening nobody is going to catch us from here and every time somebody wanted to walk I'd have um, a bit of a foul mouth rant at them (laughs) Um, Rad was carrying Indy's pack Um, Erin said to me she says oh guy please can you carry my poles I was like absolutely not this is this is when you got to dig deep and it's every man for himself. Yeah, you've got to you know put your big girl panties on and and um and yeah, bite the bullet. So which that didn't. That sounds
0: like a South African pet talk, guy. Sorry.
3: <laughs> yeah, but it didn't quite pay off because for the next two weeks after that, I was kind of in the dog box. So, um, <laughs> and I've I've been reminded about it all the time. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so maybe I just gotta choose my words wise wisely again, you know? Um, have a yeah, rethink. How on the end. Friends uh, okay. people. Yeah. I'm actually busy re- reading that book, Jules. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, yeah, so it was just I mean, we ended up finishing just before midnight, which was um, absolutely amazing. It's yeah, it was I was definitely on a high after that. I really, really enjoyed it and um well yeah, one of the best experiences I've had. So any questions? <laughs>
2: uh, have you sold <laughs> any of the gear yet? You...
3: No, 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 that's still there. Um I'm Next actually think thinking do it again. I'm actually thinking about doing it again, to be honest.
0: He's gone to the dark side.
3: No, no, not to the dark side, not to the dark <laughs> side. Just um you know,
4: just What was I bet now you'll say, oh, alright, but this time I'm gonna race it. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well this is
3: no nah, well there's a couple of um so Rad who is um the other male in our in our group he's he's quite keen to do an all uh, like an all boys um team and um try and have a crack but yeah I don't think we would ever do the eleven hours sort of run but um yeah it's it's such an enjoyable course and I mean just seeing all those people out on the course and, um, you know, lying on the couch on a Sunday afternoon and seeing people, uh, or like watching the, the live tracking and seeing people finishing in 38 and 39 hours. It was just, yeah, you know, that's like, those people deserve massive med medals.
2: Uh, well, it was nice knowing you and we'll give you a call when we do a hundred K event on the podcast. But, um, <laughs> now that yeah. yeah, he's like,
0: he can join the road to comrades.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, no. no. So <laughs>
0: no I'm no. glad that sorry to like yeah. Oh yeah. Here we go again. I'm not like interrupting <laughs> a <button>. um, <laughs> I'm glad that you had a little like um, so gold coast, obviously I'm going to handle with shit. But I'm I'm so glad that you had a thing, like an event that you could
3: do. Yeah, I know. That's awesome. That was, I think that was I think it was just um like so much. Don't want to sound soppy, but it was just like so much like frustration and emotion that had just been like built up, going from race to race that's been cancelled, and then trying to pick up for a marathon block or a twenty-one k block, and then that gets cancelled and moved, and you are just refocusing the whole time. So it was actually just—it was so nice just to be able to get on the start line and just do something. Um,
2: Let, let's not downplay it. You you were furious. Let's hey? let's
4: let's just say you were probably in, investigating how to start political parties. <laughs> That's how you, you were ready to make an influence. I'd actually the COVID party. I
3: actually even even went and bought like a Bob Catter and Barnaby Joyce hat.
2: Oh my God, you
0: did not.
3: <laughs> One of those acupers, you know, like just
0: <laughs> like Pfizer for life kind of thing. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Did he go
2: on some rants, hey guys?
3: Man,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> did he
3: unleash?
0: Say it now. <laughs>
3: yeah no, I just yeah I, uh, yeah there was a couple of moments there where uh, I kind of let my guard down and just went on a foul mouth rant
0: <laughs> well, I'm so, glad the Kokoda Trail helped some of that
3: yeah it did and it uh, yeah I, it's just like it's if anybody is into those sort of like endurance races or into um, like challenging themselves out of their comfort zones like it's definitely something I'd recommend and and the thing that amazed me the most was how many school kids uh, did it. So like 16, 17, 18-year-olds, and they're absolutely machines, eh? They just, yeah,
0: because they have no concept of pacing themselves.
3: Yeah, <laughs> right. They just power through. Um, and like with every, school, with every school team, they had to have a teacher. So it was a team of five. And kudos to those teachers, man. They are, yes, they're like bloody racing snakes, absolute machines. They just looked like a piece of sinew. They are so lean and so tough. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: good. Yeah, but I can, I can understand. Like they're uh, well done, first of all, on finishing it. But um, thanks, we, we did the Migrant River Ultra this year. Yeah. And in the year we did it as a team of five, and we just did it for a bit of shits and giggles and get away with the families for a weekend. But I can understand, like. I know the feeling of like, man, this is good because I've ever since that weekend I've been thinking, bloody hell, do I try to do that on my own one yeah. day? And it's it's a good vibe when you're out there in the in the trails. And I just found the, the spirit amongst all the people were really good that day. And
3: yeah, that yeah, that was a good thing. Hey, it was just the sp- like the spirit and the camaraderie of everyone around. Yeah, uh, I'm you know. pretty
2: sure you said straight away, that you're doing the whole thing next year. So yeah. It wasn't a one day. It
4: was next oh. year. Need some kit, it.
3: So you need some kit. Poles won't help
4: you in that sand. Trust yeah. me. No, yeah. no. Um, that
1: four case on the beach bloody almost killed me. That that's probably where my whole sore calf started. Was that four case yeah. on the beach in my <laughs> river?
3: That one day. Won't surprise me. <laughs> but um, but yeah. Since so so since that day, we've um, my plan was to then have. Like two weeks downtime and then try and pick up for um, Melbourne marathon on the 10th of October and the week after Kokoda Aaron and I went and I had our first um, uh, vaccine uh, Pfizer vaccines um, and that I think that also knocked us for a couple of days and it was just it's just been so difficult to try and pick up and motivate ourselves to run and for anybody who follows me on Strava, I promise you I didn't go dark mode. I didn't switch off to private mode or switch on private mode. I just haven't been running. So you haven't been missing anything, I promise. Um, Sandy did ask me that the other night. She was like, have you like, gone on like ninja mode on Strava? Because I <laughs> don't see any of your runs. I was like, Whoa. <laughs> well, that's because I haven't been running. <laughs> um, yeah, so jules your your message the other day pardon yeah go on sorry yeah so jules your message the other day like just really um sort of hit home for me and um sort of allowed me to or not allowed me but sort of made me take um a bit of perspective on on where i was and how i was feeling because you know, the closer the Melbourne Marathon came, 10 weeks, 9 weeks, I started feeling a little bit anxious and a bit of anxiety because I wasn't running, and um, then your message came through, and then I had a long chat to Erwin over Facebook Messenger and chatting to Aaron, and and it just made my decision or our decision a bit easier in that I'm not going to run any more races this year. Um, I'm not going to – I've pulled out of Melbourne Marathon we we're meant to be running the sunny coast half today and that was postponed till the 10th of October. So we'll probably, if that goes ahead, we'll probably just run the half as a, a bit of a social run. Um, but then had a long chat to um, our coach in South Africa, Bob, and uh, I, hope, I hope he listens to this because I'd, I just want to say thank you to him for all his help and his patience because I think, he must be pulling his hair out with me constantly chopping and changing which races I'm going to run due to um, where COVID allows us to go. Um, but yeah, I had a long chat to him this afternoon and just went through basically what you and I had spoken about, Erwin, and mm-hmm. and he's fully on board and he says, yep, we'll work to possibly doing a um, like a 5K and 10K time trial this side of Christmas, um, run the sunny coast half as a bit of a social run and then keep, probably work at about 80Ks a week, um, but just focus on some quality training um, and then obviously build up longer runs and then um, come back after Christmas and focus on a marathon um, in the first quarter of next year. So my ideal marathon would probably be to do the um, the Great Ocean Road again, um, which would be quite cool or um yeah not sure yet just have to see what the schedule's like or gold coast or gold coast um but that's a bit late in the year yeah i'm glad
0: i i'm glad i helped you get not perspective like i'm not yeah but i'm glad that my decision helped you make your decision
3: no thanks jules yeah it was just um you're welcome like, just the – like, your honesty in that message just, like, made me say, okay, well, flip, you know, like, just have a think about where you've been and what you've done and, you know, where you want to go. And, yeah, I just think it would have just killed me and, I don't know, burnt me out, probably made me mm. not enjoy the run, running as much as I, I should be enjoying it.
0: That's so, it. You know, And so. did you um, – did you touch on your why? Have we – sorry i dropped out for like a second no i haven't got it okay
2: yeah but i think like because i we spoke guy about you know any ideas and i kind of mentioned the whole 5 and 10k thing because it's so much easier to sort of control right because your 5k can be a park run Mm -hmm. and if park run disappears for a month you just put it off for that month and you know, your long run is ninety minutes maximum probably and so you're just getting such a mix still. But if it doesn't happen tomorrow or the week you're tapering for, you just go, Okay, well I'm reloading for three weeks and park run will be back again. Yeah. And whereas you do a marathon, you can get right to the cliff
3: and then it's pulled away from you and you go, Oh, all right. Yeah. And I think also like I mean, with the plan for this side of the year, you know, like I think it with my current work and the amount of travel i'm scheduled to do i think like a 80k week is manageable um, without putting myself under too much pressure or, whereas if i'd have to try and pick up for a marathon um you know and with the goal time that i was wanting to go to try and go to 120 130k a week would have just been an absolute like it would have just been a mind a mind battle the whole time um, a
0: shit show, you can say it. Yeah. <laughs> is it, is it I was going to
3: use something a bit stronger than that, Jules. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to, like, to do
4: that, you can't fake that amount of running. Like, yeah. you it'll, you might do it for two weeks, three weeks, but eventually it's going to absolutely come down like a,
3: a ton of bricks on you. Yep. And then, you know, like, you've, you then go from plan A and you go to plan B, and then by the time marathon comes, it's like plan C, and you're like, oh, fuck, well, what's what's the actual point of running the marathon, you know? Um, yeah, you but, just
2: jog a, jog okay. a 3.30 marathon, like Jules said.
3: <laughs> no, <not>
2: like
4: that. <laughs> no disrespect. Everyone. I'm no only disrespect. joking. It's all right. I'm just no, going to the... remind you about it for the
3: rest of your living life. That yeah, that,
0: yeah, that's fine. I can deal with that.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, so it, like it's just, I just think that this plan that we've got now for the rest of the year is, is – um, is going to be good, Um, you know, it allows me to get back onto a strength program as well, Um, couple that with my Pilates that I do um, with Erin, which which has been very, (laughs) I I swear I'm just allowed into the class because everyone can just laugh at me, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) because I get made to do some exercises and I don't know how humans are meant to do those exercises. Um, and I'm not the most can you confirm
2: or deny that you are looking for a
3: reformer? (laughs) Uh, I'd rather not say (laughs) no, I'm joking. I'm I'm not looking for a reformer, no. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I just like I'm not the most supple individual either, so I've got to do these like stretches on the reformer, and it's just like it's hilarious for everybody else, and it's just (laughs) it's stressful for me. I just break out into a sweat.
4: Stay consistent.
3: Yep. That's it. That's it. So, but other than that, um now yeah, I'm looking forward to getting onto this uh, ADK a week program now.
2: Nice. Jeez. Longest recap ever there, I reckon. Lucky you yeah. labelled it guy's time. Sorry. No. He outdid doesn't me. Hasn't even, even done his why yet. Did Sorry. he? No. Did he go longer than me? I'd say so. Are you going to give us your why or?
3: Um... Yeah, I can give you my why. So, no, I think so. Growing up, I've always played a team sport and been quite competitive—rugby and And, cricket—and I'm quite a competitive individual at the best of times. And once I'd given up rugby um, because I chose to play rugby after school instead of cricket, and once I'd given up rugby, there was like I just didn't have that um, that. Uh, there was a void in that competitive um, sort of space for me. Um, and I think running has really given me that has really filled that void for me. and and the reason I say that is because although it's predominantly an individual sport, there's so much reliance on on the team around you as well, um, especially now with the coach, with Bob, um, you know, with Aaron. She um, she's quite a big um, external mo- motivator for me, and um, what I've noticed with with running is it's it's given me a an almost like an inner calm or an inner peace, um, which if I don't run, I find that I become a bit more um, I become a bit of a m- miserable human being um, where I'm I'm stressed out and um, I feel a bit uncomfortable in myself um and i think or not i think i know that the running fills that multiple boxes for me because it it gives me a competitive um, aspect to my life it gives me the fulfillment of being part of a team um, especially when we go and run with the with the group on the sunday Um, but it also just allows me to to look after myself from a mental point of view as well That's a good one. Amen. Cool.
0: Okay.
3: Any questions? No. No?
0: Nothing. I haven't already
2: answered. I think think we've had enough from you, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Your time is
4: up.
3: Yeah.
4: Uh, Well, yeah, from here a month again. It's all good. Yep. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Right. Well, I did not do any preparation about pre-Gold Coast, and um. It was funny. I think we were ready to go. Like I was flying out the next day and I think we were riding this massive roller coaster and we still thought we could risk it for the biscuit. But yeah, once Marky Mark said fourteen days, we basically said nah. And then things just really started to happen. Uh, we were lucky enough to escape to the southwest. So we did a bit of a pre midnight dash. If anyone wants to pull the, the records, we definitely made it across the border before the time, but it was imagine good if, just to get it. was good just to get away. Like,
3: and, and imagine if it. Mark had made that announcement like six hours later.
4: Mate, serious. Like, I would have been in the car then as well. Yeah, but it was good just to get like because uh, people had asked me, was I devastated about the marathon? And my immediate answer was not really, which was actually surprised me. Like, for me, it was just about getting away. And I think we'd built it up just to get away, like even as a family. And the marathon was almost a byproduct. And I kept even saying that to anyone who asked me before. I was like, the marathon's a vehicle for us to go away, but the marathon was going to be unreal. So, yeah. And I had my moment, I think it was a week later. So we had a run organizing the hills. And I was due to do an hour before I got there, sat in the car. Sat in the car, sat in the car. It turned into like 20 minutes before, got out of the car, came back and Jules, you guys were there. And that was my time when it actually sunk in. All week I got straight back onto the program and I just stopped in the middle of the trail like, and just stood there going, I should be finishing this marathon now and now I'm stuck here. What has happened? Like, Yeah, that was when it just hit me like a ton of bricks and I think I'm so grateful that there was a group to run with because I would have just got back in the car after doing 4Ks and driven straight home, because I just checked out oh, that yeah. day. Oh,
0: yeah, that run was good.
4: Yeah, like, just to have On the, trail. the whole group there, right? Like, we, we didn't even really talk Gold Coast. We just it was random stuff, and, no, yeah, I was, just, I think.
0: At the end when we all took off.
4: Yeah, um, <laughs> but it was just so nice to have that distraction, because I think even if I ran from home, I would have done the same. I probably would have gone to the corner and come straight back and got back into bed. Um, So I think that, and that's what the whole thing we look at the team and, you know, we do a lot by ourselves, but when you can get that group long run in, it's amazing how it just happens at the right time. Um, Yeah. So then straight after that, we got straight on to day one again of the program. So I had no time really to, um, While I win it, we're doing Bibber Lake because that was always the fallback. So from the Monday, we were on to day one. And,
2: um, yeah, it's been – I actually think this block for Bibber Lake has been better than Gold Coast and by a long way. And the reason why is because I think that that build for Gold Coast was such a learning curve for me. And, you know, I mentioned getting something out of a block, but I had learned where my body can go. So when we jumped straight back into Bimber Lake training, I knew where I could go. Like physically, I knew where I could push myself. I knew that you're not going to feel amazing because that was a big learning for me was that once you push your training to a certain point, you're not going to feel unbelievable after, you know, you're doing 110K weeks back to back. You That third week is not going to feel unbelievable. I don't know, like, you know, Um
4: so for me, whereas with Gold Coast, you know there might have been just a slight niggle, or I was getting tight, and the world was going to end. And I know Guy and
2: Aaron, like we are having a chat about it, and like I think because I hadn't really been there before, it was literally like my race was over when something minor was going on. Um, so I think like I jumped off Strava just to remove all the pressure, um, even from myself on there pre Gold Coast as well. So. Yeah, that's what I got out of that whole Gold Coast cancellation. Um Yeah, this has been an awesome block, as I mentioned. Finished today. I think this was 115K week. So, taper starts tomorrow, effectively. Um Yeah, I think I'll pretty much just go into the race with about 3,000K. So, that is probably the most I think I will ever do for a marathon. But... Yeah, in the last month, I've run a ten k PB and a half marathon PB, which were both kind of unplanned. And the half marathon probably impressive. yeah, the half marathon. Like Jules, you were there for the half, and that was literally mm. running in the eye of a tornado. Um, and,
0: and that was just so about you were so good in that, you were so controlled, and you just you you had it. It was great.
4: Yeah, thanks. You like, like you're
0: going out for a Sunday stroll.
1: Yeah.
2: It was funny because I thought I'd lose a lot of time going out, but I actually didn't. I'd stayed on mar- – so it was a marathon pace hit out. That was the aim of the half. In inverted marathon- commas. Yeah. I was <laughs> laughing <laughs> at of-
0: myself as I was looking at the split. was a
2: sit-on marathon pace and then coming home was just like whatever happens and I just kind of started rolling home. And, you know, I probably dropped 15 to 20 seconds on the way home, but it I'd never – dipped into any sort of well. It was yeah, like it was cruise mode and one guy was going for a PB. So I told him to sit in behind me and that took the distraction away of the conditions as well. And that also stopped me from racing home. Um but yeah, so I think that was about 10 second PB. It's been good fun. Look like, you know, just taking yourself to new new areas. Um yeah, it's just all a big learning and Hopefully we get the reward in two weeks and if not, you know, it's not the end of the world. We go again and the next race won't be too far away, hopefully. But, yeah, in the last eight, mo- eight months has been thoroughly enjoyable. So, yeah. Well, can I pretty... just
0: say, sorry to interrupt. No, uh-huh. right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck. Um, it's been really nice seeing you get out of your comfort zone and, like, I think, you know, that's probably been one of your biggest things. Like you're yeah. you're good at, um, yeah. So it's just been nice watching you push yourself and get comfortable with being uncomfortable because that's, you know, if you want a PB, that's what it's all about. And um, it's awesome to see. So I am excited for bibra Lake. That's, yeah, I'll be there watching you, cheering you on.
2: Happy days. No, and definitely, you know, again, you guys – Make it easier to get out of your comfort zone, if that makes sense. You know, we've been at the track together and you're busting your gut. Like, it makes you do me do the same because you sit there and go, well, if she's going to do it, I'm going to bloody keep up. And that string is not going to snap. And, you know, probably my favorite session was in the week. I did 1K reps with Todd. And there was a point where I had to pinch myself when I was like, I'm doing 1K reps with a bloke who was in the Sydney Olympic trial marathon. And... Yeah, he didn't make it bloody easy, don't get me wrong, but there was we hit a rep of 3.37 at one point. And, again, if I was doing that 12 months ago by myself, I would have been happy just sitting in the comfort zone. Yeah,
0: exactly. You would have been, like, and sitting on fours going, I'm nailing it. So, yeah. Mate, I wouldn't have been I, sitting
2: on fours. Would, <laughs> like, But that's the thing, you know, you would have just gone, no, nah, that hurts us a little bit too much. I still get a good time, but don't go into that well at all.
0: Yeah, but no, I like full kudos to you for entering the pain cave and giving it a red-hot go because it will pay off on race day, I can guarantee you.
3: I'm yeah. excited to watch you guys race, man. Um, even like both you and David, I think even with David's um, his injury that he's struggling with at the moment, I think he's going to really surprise himself. Um, you know, two weeks is a long time from a recovery point of view and I think you... I think you're going to come good, David. Yeah, uh, thanks, man. And Irwin, thanks, I, reckon, I reckon you're going to have a shit-hot crack.
2: Well, that's it. Like, the other thing is you've got to give yourself a go. Yeah. Like, you know, you, there's no this thing of, oh, I'll see how i you know, go out really softly. Yes, okay, you've got to follow your race plan, don't get me wrong, and you don't want to go out and do anything stupid. Mm. But if you have a time in mind, you have to go after it from the gun. Yep like that is just the the firm believer in that is that if you have a time you got to get in and do the work straight away um but yeah now it's just about avoiding anyone with a sneeze so (laughs)
4: uh,
2: anybody sneezes near me just yeah sorry if i offend you in advance but there'll be sanitizer everywhere for the next two (laughs) weeks just walk around we're just gonna call you you martin mcgowan yeah i'll be i'll be that guy wearing a mask. As necessarily, um, I'll go dry from tomorrow, which might make it interesting because I'm off to wine country next weekend. So, um, but that's the things you got to do. Hey, Jules, (laughs) but Jules has fallen off a chair when I said that I'll go dry (laughs) for two weeks, but um, corony, yeah. And my why, I
0: just had a drink of wine.
4: Sorry, my why is.
2: They're yeah, very much like guys, you know, like coming from team sport and really competitive team sport where, you know, David, you've known me from the team sport side where, and I was only a late learning of mine, is that my expectations didn't match other people's expectations. And that's fine. That's okay. But it took me a long time to realize that everybody's expectations or why they do something is different. And it was the same with running for quite a while where I couldn't understand why people weren't taking their running seriously. You know, rugby, when i heard people have big nights the night before a game, I would absolutely do my head in. And uh, that's probably one of the biggest learnings that I've learnt indirectly through running, but to be more individual in, like, your thinking and not generalise in that uh, expectation side. But running also for me is just it's a bigger example of life to be honest like it's always it's going to be a roller coaster there's not going to be great days but for me it's how you handle tough situations like physically i know that i've been in worse positions than i will let's say in a workplace like i know for comrades i always sit there and go mate you have literally been on your feet for 12 hours and working out an Excel spreadsheet is challenging you now. Uh, so it's little things like that, you know, where it's just helped me. It's grounded me even in parenting as well. Like, you know, four-year-olds absolutely are like 21-year-olds. Jules, you warned me about this. Um, but, yeah, just the learnings that it's given me. So it's not really the why, but... Every day, like, running has taught me something about myself that I had no idea about. And, yeah, I'm, like, eternally grateful that it was introduced to me from birth, really, because, yeah, I, I think the last 10 years has taught me so much that I did in all my team sports. So, yeah.
3: Yeah, no, I agree with you. Owen. And um, one thing I did leave out from my little... um What's my why is it did help that my brother ran his first marathon in a 3.19. And um, I just couldn't have him have the quickest marathon time in our family. (laughs)
0: Comparison is a thief of joy.
3: (laughs) So, straight on to the coach. (laughs) Well, Jules still holds the fastest time on this podcast.
2: Yep. So... No, it's still surviving there, and it's
0: there for the taking. I can tell you it's
2: going to survive for a long time, but
0: oh, who um, knows?
4: Darwin, you didn't share your why.
1: Oh, shoot! Yeah, this pretty much the same as with you and Guy. uh, When it's just like after stopping playing rugby, I was just like, you know what, you're a 38 year old bloke, you do absolutely nothing, you need to do something, and I was like, you know what, why don't you just go out running and then i actually found that the running was such a good just a mental recharge like you you come home and the kids are always at the go you go to work there's always on the go you and it's just like i found the running was a perfect way to just mentally recharge every morning and then going with that is just i'm a natural competitive person um so, in the beginning, running was just to stay fit and lose weight. And then my younger sister ran a marathon in her first marathon in 350 or something. And I was like, oh, this is it. Um, <laughs> I've got to, I don't care if I beat a time, but at, at least I need God. to run, I need to run You marathon. boys,
0: you're so competitive. <laughs> oh, you're oh. fucking
1: gauntlets.
3: So,
1: no, but... Call me, sports-wise, I'm the runt of the family. Um, both my sisters have um, represented Namibia in sports in both juniors and seniors, and I could never even make my bloody school first 15. So I've always been very competitive with my sisters, and that was why I probably wanted to run a marathon, but then flipped the coin a few years later, and I was like, you know what? Always telling the kids, oh, you can't give up. They're playing soccer and they're walking. And I'm always like the dad on the side screaming at them, stop walking, I'll watch the game, you play the bloody game. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, you know what, it's, it's good for me because I, I think it teaches the boys don't give up. Yes, you're going to be in some dark, uncomfortable places, but you've got to, you've got to push through. And also, if you want to achieve something that's going to be personally satisfying, <laughs> You've got to make the sacrifices. You, you, you want to run a half-decent marathon? Well, you've got to get up at 4.30 every morning for five days of the week and put in the time. Mm-hmm. And, and along the way, enjoy it with your friends. Like, enjoy it with the people you're doing it. And also um, appreciate the sacrifices that other people make for you to, to do what you enjoy. So it's always like, just always remind them and tell, you know what, I'm sorry I was out of the house at 4.30 in the morning. Sorry I'm only getting back now, but just for me it's about teaching the boys you've got to put in the hard yard and also appreciate what other people in your team do for you to help you reach your goals. So that's probably my biggest why. It started with trying to beat my sister and now it's about (laughs) trying to just be a good example for the boys like you, if you want something you've got to go get it you're not always going to be the fastest or so you're not always going to be the the best but if you work hard it will something will come your way so, yeah that's my why
2: yeah and i think like the good thing is it doesn't last forever right like you you know and everyone knows you buy in for 12 weeks or whatever and then that's it but I think the sacrifice part is the amazing thing, that you don't realise what you're actually doing until somebody identifies it. And, you know, the whole four o'clock wake-up thing, only runners understand that because I can the general population look at you like you're some weird alien.
0: Yeah, um, runners and serial killers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, I was talking um, to people from work, so I did my long run last Friday, so I could basically watch the Olympics and then, attend Blair's fourth birthday party but you know that I, I, my long run happened on Friday four o'clock and I got to work and one of the girls was like you did what this morning like but we know that if you don't do that well then it's not gonna happen all weekend there's no negotiation yeah. like that is it that's the only time so I think it just also shows me how much time I wasted like, yeah that's
1: like um, we always joke about it the amount of disposable time we had before we had kids, and the amount of time we just sat around doing nothing is mind-boggling. <laughs> yeah, but I think like David, and I, like, we're rambling on here, but
2: we've also spoken about the maturity and diversity of running, like being around team sport. And I notice it now when I go to the rugby clubs. So no offense if any of the boys are listening, but like I kind of mm. just get to the point where I've had enough. Like the conversation, and like we spend three hours with people on a run, and it's such a learning, right? We kind of have a full blown in depth conversation about what's happening in people's worlds, and whereas you go to like your local club, and it's a bit like, oh, it's, the chat is not as in depth. I'm not sure like if you guys have got that or... no,
0: nah, you can solve well problems on runs, definitely, yeah,, yeah. yeah. You you can like it's a psychology session. Yeah,
1: and I think team sports is great because you build those friendships and you build those bonds and you'll be you'll be lifelong friends with team sports friends. But like you said, Owen, it's just sometimes the expectation and the effort isn't isn't matched and it, mm. it's the most frustrating thing in the world where you're like, guys, we're supposed to be all in this together. And when when that doesn't when that doesn't happen, it's it's very very frustrating. Whereas with the running thing, it's you if you want it, four thirty in the morning and away you go. You you've, you've got no excuses. You've got nowhere to hide. There's no passengers, which I think is what is a big driving force for me. Is like this is just you and your own mate. There's no way to hide. There's no passengers. You've got to make it happen. And I think that's what it's so rewarding for me is the fact that um, yes, you, you push, push your body to things that you don't think you could have done 10 years ago. Like when you started running and I was like, oh, that bloody kid is crazy. Yeah. And like you put your mind to something and you can do good things and that's what I'm trying to do is just stay positive and think positive and push yourself because it's not going to last forever
3: my um my biggest reward from um out of running that i get out of running is the um is the mental side of it like i think the mental challenge to um to running it it just it just gives you so many sort of um skills for for everyday life and you know leading up to that um that Kokoda challenge we did, I, I was actually looking forward to to going into a bit of a dark spot and seeing how I'd react. I mean, I spent the week um, prior to to the Kokoda just watching Courtney DeWalter uh, videos on YouTube. And if anybody doesn't know who Courtney DeWalter is, she's an absolute machine trail runner. Like does the Moab 240 in 58 hours, wins it by like 12 hours um like she's just an absolute machine and she's just like she says she goes delirious where she sees a leopard in a hammock playing a violin or something and she's like talking to this animal and waving and i was like shit, i want i want to experience that i want to see how how dark i can go and um i think the like the mental skills that you just get from as you guys say from 4am wake-ups or the long runs or uh, sacrificing and it's it's something to to actually be super proud of and um i think it i think it can it it gives you like a, a good head start or a good front foot um in just everyday life to 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 tackle any sort of challenges that you come across
2: how are those for um
3: wake up sky um, haven't done them for a month. Erwin, yeah, but, um, <laughs> right. in, especially a month.
0: He did one
3: for Coca Cola. <laughs> yeah, especially, especially on um while the Olympics were on, I slept in every morning because um we were in lockdown. So I just slept until half past seven, put the Olympics on for the the um the finals in the mornings, and then worked, and then yeah watched until late at night. <laughs> so, um, do as I say and not not as I do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay
0: minus the 4am wake up for Guy
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> pro hours the yeah. Gold Coast. No, I, I like, think I um, turn the corner I'm,
0: I can also probably attest for Erwin and Darwin that running stops you from killing your kids so it's like another added bonus
1: yeah, yeah. well I've, it's been known over the last two weeks I've, it's definitely been made known to me that I am not as much fun to be around as when I'm not running and, <laughs> and it started off with quite subtle hints but now it's um it's just turned on to just bloody go walk around the block if you can't go running bro. yeah <laughs> go, go don't do talk to
0: dad he's injured yeah,
1: yeah but Akugais. no it's, it's so rewarding like it's for i just find it extremely extremely rewarding um, and i'm very grateful that i am able to do the things that i do and that we live where we live like Every Friday morning you go out with the with the other boys and every Friday morning we're just like, man, how lucky are we? Um beautiful city. It's everything is on our doorstep. I'm very grateful. God's country. Hundred percent. It is.
0: Yay W A. And a bit of
2: the Gold Coast. <laughs> mm, I think we're still a bit Yeah, we're not sure. <laughs> Well, all we'll right, got I can buy into that. Year. All right. I think let's wrap it up, eh? Hey? Yeah. Yep. Good go. episode. Good chat. Thanks, boys. Good honesty. Yeah. Thanks, Jules. It's all right. Thanks, diary. Thanks, Starwood. Yeah, we'll
3: uh, keep them coming. Um, yep. right. Yeah, we'll have a bit to talk about next episode. I'm looking forward to that, hearing yeah. your guys' race recaps.
0: Vibra Lake. Cut them all, boys. Pull it up.
3: She's just like, hey, a hey, bit Jules. Jules. <laughs> just
4: sure there. <laughs> <us>. <laughs> Bit of a remix exposure was at the end. She's told us she's had three wines. but she had about ten. All right. Well, uh, there, guys, we'll speak to you later.
3: Good luck guys, cheers.